Blog Talk Radio. family and friends, or you're under 40, if you're under 40 and you haven't heard of the legendary airline, you've hit the right spot on your dial. We like to talk about Eastern Airlines, and folks from all over the world listen to our Eastern Airlines radio show now on the air for over nine years. Thanks for the cyber radio application that we have, and We've identified over 50 countries and nearly every continent. So here we are again, talking about our favorite way to fly, Eastern Airlines. We can truly say we are the radio voice of Eastern. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and along with others from many different areas in the U.S., we say welcome to our Eastern world. Chuck Albright is our announcer, and he'll introduce you to the rest of the gang. Now, let's get the show in the air. Chuck, it's all yours. Well, thank you. Hello, Eastern family and friends. As that producer said, we're glad you're with us for more Eastern talk, news, and information. My name is Chuck Albright. I'm coming to you live from the village of Florida. Our producer, Captain Neal, is in St. Augustine, Florida, and our hosts are scattered all over the country. Jim and Carrie Holder live in the Atlanta area. Mike Scott's in the New York area, out on Long Island. Colleen, I don't know if she's here with us tonight, but she lives in West Chapel, Florida, just north of Tampa. Don and Dorothy Gagling, they live in, up north in the villages here with me. Mark Potter, I didn't hear him tonight, but he's in the Miami area. And we have George Jen. He's from up in there uh, next to uh, New York area. Mr. Producer, if you can see any of our other regulars, please let me know. From all our hosts, welcome. Thank you for listening and calling the show for over the past nine years. You truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611. Just say hello. Talk to us on the air, live every Monday evening. Many of our listeners choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.ealradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Now, remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free. Use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. 213-816-1611. By the way, tell your friends about us, too. Our members are growing. We're now up to 1,040 Eastern family and friends. And don't forget, you can listen to any one of our 454 Monday night broadcasts and 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. 
That's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, and scrolling down through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described, and we're nearing our 600th episode, and all because of listeners like you wanting to talk about Eastern Airlines. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our host, we ask you to please mute your phone, as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises, such as barking dogs and slamming doors and ice cubes and beverages, ringing phones. That's why we put the mute feature on all your phones. Now, I see we're number one for takeoff, so Captain, let's get flight 458 in the air. Eastern 458, you're clear for takeoff. Wind 10024, runway 13 right, cliff takeoff. doesn't plan for the future, may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for Remember the antics of Super French Sleuth Inspector Clouseau. Do you remember the year it came out? Hint, hint. Jim Holder and Neil Holland do. What's the meaning and significance of the title of the song? Henry Mancini, the composer of the score, had this to say about the theme music. Quote, I told the animators that I would give them a tempo they could animate to, so that at any time they were striking motions like someone getting hit, I could score to it. The animators finished the sequence, and I looked at it. All the accents in the music were timed to the actions on the screen. I had a specific saxophone player in mind, Class Johnson. I nearly always precast my players and write for them and around them, and Class had the sound and the style that I wanted. Neil? You know, uh, Carrie, uh, yeah, Jim and I both know when this uh, movie came out, and I think I 
uh, came as close to laughing my ribs broken uh, during that movie when I first saw it was in Boston. But the reason that I remember the year is because I think, Jim, you were hired in 1963 also, were you not? That's exactly why we remember it, 63. (laughs) Yeah. And I was on a layover in Boston, and uh, the captain says, hey, there's a new movie in town. And the hotel where we were was real close to the movie theater that was – running it for the first time, and I mean, we laughed and laughed and laughed at uh, Clouseau, and uh, the guy that always, his uh, house house butler or whatever, remember the guy that always tried to <laughs> kill Clouseau? Yeah. Oh, Cato. Cato. Cato, Cato. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cato. A lot of fun watching that movie. Okay. All right. Well, here's another one. Let's see if you guys can remember that. This one. Get that one. <laughs> the song we just heard was the was also the title of the movie. The movie plot revolves around the three gunslingers competing to find a fortune in buried cache of the Confederate gold amid violent chaos of the American Civil War, specifically the New Mexico campaign in eighteen sixty two, while participating in many battles and duels along the way. Now, can anyone tell us who played the good, the bad, and the ugly? Clint Eastwood. Of course, Clint Eastwood was the good. And by the way, uh, he will be 90 years old on the 31st of this month. And wow. he, used, he they called him Blondie in that movie. Ah. And the good was Lee Van Cleef, who uh, was born in 1925 and died in 89 at age 64. The bad. And the ugly, of course, was the bad. Uh, the bad was... Uh, the ugly was Eli Wallach, and right. he uh, yeah. was born in 1915 yeah. and died in 2014 at age 98. Wow. wow. This film was a financial success, grossing over $25 million at the box office, and is credited as having catapulted Eastwoods uh, into stardom. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is now seen as one of the greatest, most influential Western movies ever made. Now, what year was this made? Everybody should. 1966. They gave us a hint on that at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And when that movie came out uh, in Eastern history, Eastern won a 10-year contract to become official carrier of Walt Disney World in Orlando. And when the park opened in 1968, it was the first exhibit to have the theme. If you had wings, George, I believe you're. Next theme of, is of another type of wings, one of interplanetary flying. Well, I guess we're going to get the. Uh, it's the music coming. From it's it's okay. coming, George. All right. 
There. from very early in production Kubrick decided that he wanted the film to be a pri- primarily not verbal experience that did not rely on the traditional techniques of narrative cinema and in which music would play a vital role in evoking particular moods about half the music in the film appears either before the first line of dialogue or after the final line almost no music is heard during any scenes with dialogue The soundtrack is known for its use of many classical and orchestral pieces and credited for giving many classical pieces resurgence in popularity, such as Johann Strauss II's 1866 Blue Danube Waltz. The soundtrack has been reissued multiple times, including a 1966 version and a digitally remastered version in 2010. The film is notable for its innovative use of classical music taken from existing commercial recordings. Most feature films then and now are typically accompanied by elaborate film scores or songs written specially for them by professional composers. In the early stages of production, Kubek had actually commissioned a score for 2001 from Hollywood composer Alex North, who had written a score for Spartacus and also worked on Dr. Strangelove. However, during post-production, Kubrick chose to abandon North's music in favor of the now familiar classical pieces he had earlier chosen as, quote, guide pieces, unquote, for the soundtrack. North did not know of the abandonment of the score until after he saw the film's premiere screening. Hold still now. Watch for the biggie bird. How does it feel, Mary Poppins, winning the race? Oh, well, I... Gaining fame and fortune? <laughs> yes. Having your picture taken to the newspaper. Oh, naturally, I'm delighted. Besides having your extreme good looks, if I may say so. Oh, well, I wouldn't have... There probably are words to describe your emotion. Now, 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 gentlemen, please. On the contrary, there's a very good word. Am I right, Bert? Tell them what it is. Right. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Because I was afraid to speak, well I was just a lad My father gave me nails a tweak, told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word that saved me aching nose The, the biggest, biggest word you ever heard, heard and this is how we go Oh, Clever jet. When Dukes and Ma Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say we special wine and move me off, me off the tea. Woo! Super 
I challenge any of our hosts and listeners to say the title song we chose of the many songs in the Disney movie. Mary Poppins, do you remember who the lead actors were? The song occurs in the chalk drawing outline animated sequence just after Mary Poppins wins a horse race. Flushed with her victory, she is immediately surrounded by reporters who pepper her with leading questions and comments that she probably at a loss for words. Mary disagrees, suggesting that at least one word is appropriate for the situation and begins a song. The word is a compound word and said by Richard Lederer in his book, Crazy English, to be made up of these words. Super is above. Cali is beauty. Fragilistic is uh, expale is a tone. And disocious is inacable. I'm sorry. With all these parts combined meeting, atoning for educability to delicate beauty. And anyone guess what year this was? Sixty-seven. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, over at Eastern in nineteen. That wasn't hard. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. In, uh, in nineteen sixty-seven, Mackey Airlines was merged with Eastern System. In February, DC nine series ten placed into service on the air shuttle. In June, new service started to Portland and Seattle. Later in the year, that started flying charters for the U.S. Air Force Military Airlift Command. That was called the MAC. In the 1960s, Eastern was awarded new service from Miami to Atlanta, Miami and Atlanta, to Los Angeles, and Miami to Toronto, Canada. Now let's listen again. Mancini said of this going to baby elephant walk, quote, I looked at the scene several times and I thought, yeah, they're walking H of the box. And that brought something to mind. There's an old Will Brady Boogie Wiggie number called Down the Road Feet. Those little elephants were definitely walking Boogie Woogie, H to the bar. And I wrote Baby Elephant Walk as a result. 
The cheerful tone like that of Mancini's The Pink Panthers theme presents a stark contrast to the more melancholy Mancini standards such as Moon River. Due to its goofy sound, it's often used in a humorous context. As the all-music all Tom Alvin review states, quote, if Atari, that was a John Wayne movie, is memorable for anything, it's for the goofy, incredibly goofy, baby elephant walk, again, which has gone on the musical shorthand for kookiness of any stripe. Get this tune in your head and it sticks. Now, Yale history. Eastern suffered its first hijacking in September of 1968, and over the next six years was to experience 29 more. I certainly didn't know it was that many. As a carrier based in Miami with such close proximity to Cuba, it was particularly vulnerable. One hijacking attempt resulted in a crew fatality. The victim was James Hartley, Jr., a co-pilot murdered by the gunman who got into the cockpit of the DC-9. The captain... Robert Wilbur managed to land safely back at Boston, even though he had been wounded in both arms. Easton's training center in Miami was named for Hartley, who left a wife and two small children behind. In another 1968 hijackings, there were two groups, two separate groups of hijackers aboard, nine of them in all, and neither group knew the other was on the airplane. By coincidence, both wanted to go to Cuba. I guess back then they needed a website maybe called hijackingscheduling.com or something to coordinate their hijackings. What a mess. Hijackings on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got Thursday already. You got to go Saturday. All right. Enjoy this. Enjoy this next one. Of the song, 
Thomas had been recovering from laryngitis, which made his voice sound more abrasive in the seven-inch release. The film version featured a separate vaudeville-style instrumental break in double time, with Paul Newman performing bicycle stunts. B.J. Thomas said in a song, in, in a quote, The song initially, when it came out, I believe it was October of 69, the movie didn't come out until December, and it did get some bad reviews. It was a unique and different-sounding song. Bacharach and David never had any qualms about trying to do anything different or to push the envelope to speak. Now, so nowadays, it sounds tame. But back then, radio release resisted to uh, some songs as a degree. But when the movie came out, it was a huge hit and sold between 200 and 300,000 records a day and continued selling for three years. Now back over at Eastern, more new pilots are hired than any other year since the airline started operating. New executive office building, Building 16, completed on Miami Base. 65 new airplanes, DC-9s and Boeing 727s, all into service. EAL mechanics strike July 8th through August 22nd. Now listen again. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stop and stare I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Going where the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast wind Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over the ocean like a stone I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Going where the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast wind, sailing on summer breeze, and skipping over the ocean like a stone. Everybody's talking at me. Wow, that one brings back a lot of memories. This song, which describes the singer's desire to retreat from other people to the ocean, is among the most famous works of both artists and has been covered by many other notable performers. It was written and recorded by singer-songwriter Fred Neal in 1966 and released by himself two years later. The movie, uh, Midnight Cowboys plot, is the naive Joe Buck who quits his job uh, as a dishwasher and travels from a small Texas hometown to New York City expecting to make money as a hustler. On arrival, he's lured by the crippled crook Enrico Salvador, better known as Ratso Rizzo, who takes some money from him. Soon Joe's broke and homeless without clients or money. And when he meets Ratso on the streets again, Ratso invites Joe to move into his apartment in a derelict building. Ratso has a strange cough, and as his health worsens, he dreams of moving to Florida, where he believes he'll recover. Joe decides to accompany his friend to Florida as soon as he gets the necessary money. little EAL history. Late in 1963, 
This teletype message was sent out by Captain Eddie to all officers and all officers, to all members of the Eastern family. Today, Floyd Hall takes over as president and chief executive officer of Eastern Airlines. This was January 1st, 1964. We are fortunate to have the services of one of the industry's outstanding young leaders. Making airline management his career, he began as a pilot and through study and applications worked his way up through the ranks. He thus combines vision with practical shirt shirt sleeve experience in every phase of modern airline operation, marketing, and management, and he's still not afraid of getting a little grease on his hands. I ask all of you youngsters who have more recently joined our ranks, as well as you veterans who helped me build Eastern Airlines throughout the years, I ask all of you to give Floyd Hall the same measure of loyalty and cooperation you always gave me in the past. Signed by Captain Eddie Rickenbacker as Chairman of the Board of Directors. A little more music. The Sound of Music, one of my favorite movies. It's a title song from the 1959 musical, The Sound of Music. It was composed by Richard Rogers with lyrics written by Oscar Hammerstein II. The song introduces the character of Maria, a young novice in an Austrian abbey. The song was sung by Julie Andrews in the 1965 film version with a reprise from the Von Trapp family later in the film. The song was ranked 10th in the American Film Institute's list of the 100 greatest songs in movie history. Based on the 1945 memoir, The Story of the Trapp Family Singers by Maria Von Trapp, the film is about a young Austrian postulant in Salzburg, Austria in 1938 who is sent to the villa of a retired naval officer and widower to be governess to his seven children. After bringing love and music into the lives of the family, she marries the officer and together with the children finds a way to survive the loss of their homeland to the Nazis. EAL history, in 1965, a new Eastern Airlines logo was unveiled replacing the familiar Duck Hawk design used since the late 1940s. Captain Rickenbacker retired as chairman on January 1st. New thing, the wings of man, is a catchy thing that would be one of the most recognizable things of all the major airlines. Eastern carried 14.95 million passengers with a fleet of 177 aircraft. 
and thank you all for your parts. And uh, for once, I think I got the music uh, keyed at the right time. So I'm, I'm going to applaud myself. I'm I'm clapping my back or patting my back. <laughs> good job. Yeah, you you got good songs. Don't yeah, break your arm. Okay. You know, two of my favorite ones, uh, Pink Panther and the Baby Elephant Walk. I've always enjoyed those two songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Can I say something about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Go right ahead, Jim. I somehow missed seeing that when it came out. And a few years later, I had a layover in Mexico City. And right down the street, it was playing. So I went to see it, and it was a great movie. And, it, of course, it was in Mexican with English. Well, like when it was in English with, with Mexican sub. Or you know what I'm trying to say. You know? Yeah. It had Mexican subtitles. No, it had. Well, whatever it is, I'm all screwed up. But anyhow, <laughs> I'm sitting there watching that thing, and I thought it was really weird because I, re- I could hear what they were saying. And then B.J. Thomas sang that song. And when yeah. I got back to the United States, I read up on it a little bit. And B.J. Thomas uh, said that he was on drugs when he wrote, when he did that song for the movie. And I thought to myself, man, you shouldn't be saying things like that. You're on drugs and you're talking about that. And up until tonight, I thought he was on bad drugs that said he'd been recovering from laryngitis. Yeah. Which made uh-huh. his voice sound more abrasive. So he yeah, he was on drugs, but he was on medicine drugs, not bad drugs. <laughs> so I learned something tonight, sports fans. Well, Jim, <laughs> you know who the second most popular uh song uh the singer of that song was? No. Anybody? It's almost uh, let's see. He he's he's uh no longer with us. He died a couple of years ago, but it was uh, Glenn Campbell. His, oh, his yeah. Birth, yeah. His birth, right, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. And well, I was Neil, tempted you know, to use his. Yeah. Jordan. I, I've, I've gone to uh, Salzburg a number of times. It's one of my favorite cities along with Vienna in, in Europe, and it's absolutely beautiful. I don't know how many of our hosts have ever been there, but uh, – you know, after seeing that movie, how could you not go? You know, I mean, it's absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful town right on the Danube, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good movies, good movies. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, great. 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 All right. Very good. Well, any uh, anything you guys want to talk about here for a few minutes? Well, uh, one of the things. All those songs was, uh, the, the thing that, uh, remind me of... Uh, all the different jobs in the cities I was in when I worked with Eastern. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Well, you know, that's the idea of this show, alternating with a, our regular uh, topic show, different topics, was the fact that it is music history to to the years we worked for Eastern, and that's what I'm trying to do with this and give a little Eastern history at the same time. George, you have a comment? Yeah, I was just going to say you you did a terrific job this evening. The music was beautiful. Everything was just a great show. Yes, it was. Okay. Kudos. (laughs) Well, uh, any news in the airline industry about any of the airlines going out of business? We do have uh, Mark is with us uh, tonight, and... uh, but uh, hello, Mark. Are you with us? Uh, and um, you got I'm, any information about the new Eastern Airlines? What's happening over there at the new version 3.0? Well, on, on Saturday, can you hear me? Yeah. Not, not okay. clear. On, on Saturday, an aircraft N700 took off from Houston. And so we all started to follow it. And it went to London. Well, that led speculation that they were going to buy someone. Well, the aircraft took off the following morning and started down Africa. And we're all like looking at this aircraft and people 
from Canada on down, we're going, where is Eastern going? And Eastern flies into Equatorial uh, Guinea. And it turned out it was an Exxon charter. Uh, I got on Lake Oregon flying it, right? All the all the uh, Exxon boys and let a load off there and brought them back via London again. Ah. That's about their longest charter so far. Yeah. What kind of airplane, Mark? That's a seven six seven three hundred. Okay. That's why I had to go uh and their seven uh seven 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 two hundred is about to make its debut. And um, let's see, uh, 767300 uh, is coming out of the paint shop this week, and the 700 is uh, going in the paint shop. And that should be about it for right now. And um, I'm just waiting on news for when they start flying, which is supposed to be June 1st, flying to uh, San Diego. And I see that they... In June, they're flying five times a week to um, Georgetown, Guyana. Oh, so, wow. Um, no, one, no one's in that market um, right now, and I think they're trying to chummy up with the uh, Exxon boys who have oil wells there and sort of do some pushing on their own because this is a chance for Eastern to sort of muscle some people that might be thinking of moving out of those countries. Huh. Well, what wonder who's going to pick up Delta's 777s that they're retiring. I think I saw it was 18 of them. They're yeah, right. yeah, I know. I know. They are, they are tempting. I mean, everyone's retiring them. Um, the, the aircraft, of course, I just love is the 787. And yeah, yeah. the 787 has the cleanest cabin air and the freshest amount of of any airplane out there. It doesn't go through the engines. The right. Donaldson yeah. Corporation uh, is the one that designed it for the 787, and they can do it for the 767. And so I sent that off to C, uh, Steve, the CEO, because I thought that was important, that it's a good selling point. If they could make the 767 have fabulous clean air, and you can sell that to the public. Yeah, now. Yeah, then I think sure. they're more apt to fly on your your aircraft, yeah, whether they're old yeah. or or anything. And they can do it with the seven 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 and the seven four seven. Well, Jim Holder, uh, you're in Atlanta, and what's what's the talk around there? The scuttlebutt about uh, do, do you run into Delta pilots and uh, talk with them about what's going on? Well, yeah. Matter of fact, we just had our seven like runway uh, fly-in last uh, Saturday, day before yesterday, and there were a lot of Delta guys there. Most of them retired, but some of them are still flying. And of course, they are, they're wondering what they're going to be doing. I have a friend that's flying a commuter connected with them, and he's contemplating retiring. He's just, just going to get out of it. I will tell you this in the line of the rumor, but it was in the Atlanta paper about a week ago, I think, and I've forgotten who they were quoting, but some alleged uh, aviation airline expert said that uh, there's a major airline, and he didn't say who, of course, but there's a major airline that will be declaring bankruptcy here shortly. And he didn't yeah, say American. who it was. American. American. Yeah. Yeah. American. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. They're yeah, heavy, heavy debt. Yeah, yeah, that was on no the internet. Today, I, I missed it. They they did declare bankruptcy. No, no, they will. I mean, they will. Debt. Oh, they will. The, uh, yeah, the well, CEO yeah. of Boeing said, uh, you know, right after all the stocks were pulled out and everything like this, and so all the fingers are pointing to um, American because Delta's pretty good and United's pretty good, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Um, but not American. They're not. Well, I guess that's the one he was thinking about. He didn't say. I thought it might be JetBlue since it's sort of new compared to the other three big ones, you know. Hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. I know that I've got a lot of friends in the aviation, you know, pilots that are getting on up in there in their 50s and everything, and they're they're bailing out for the most part, the ones I talk to. I don't don't blame them. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah the first, time I was, first time I was glad I hadn't been an airline captain in a while. <laughs> you got that right, Jim. <laughs> I mean, Mike, I don't get your... the strategy. I don't. I don't get the strategy of the the big airlines. I do understand it in a way, getting all these new planes. But if you can't afford them, yeah, and your old planes still have good life in them, then why go out and get a hundred and fifty million dollar aircraft when you have seven six sevens? I mean, that's Eastern strategy is very smart. It will be higher yeah. in maintenance. But they're costing him nine million dollars for these aircraft. Nine million dollars. Jeez, let's well, get a together here and buy an airplane, guys. <laughs> you know, I, I can't understand what American did. They parked at a time when fuel is the cheapest yeah. it's been in almost fifty years. They're yeah. parking the old airplanes, the old jets, yeah. and they're going with these new jets as I don't you know. Get it. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, use the use the fuel. Who cares? You know, don't and they're go all out on a, on a limb to borrow for yeah. all these aircraft. And never. I mean, maybe they're doing it to prop up Boeing. You know, I mean, this has got like a uh, a chain effect on. And it goes all the way back to Boeing and to Airbus. I mean, it, all these people have been canceling their new aircraft orders, and uh, maybe they're doing it for that reason to you know hold up the exports. I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't see American being kind there at all. You know, what's European happening over at United? What's happening there? United? Any anything going on that you well, guys know? I, of? I I have I have a good friend who flies for one of the one of the United small jet commuters, and what he told me is that the the mainline United pilots are now trying to bump out all the commuter pilots because the airline wants to fly smaller planes and fill them mm -hmm. up rather than the, the big airplanes that have them only go out, you know, 10 or yeah. 20 or 30% full. So that's mm -hmm. what he said is going on over there. I don't know. You know, here's something. Kind of that, and, Mark, here's something. Uh, I don't know who sent me. Uh, I think it might have been you, George, sent me that video about all those airplanes parked out there. Maybe it was you, Mike. Uh, in the I desert. Sent it to you. Oh. I sent. It. Yeah. When you when you visualize and in that video all of that equipment out there, and a seven 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 or seven eight seven, I guess is two hundred and sixty million dollars. So mm -hmm. what? The other airplanes are running a hundred and fifty million uh, to two hundred million. But multiply that times all of those airplanes right. out there. How can yeah. the airline? Uh, who's making the payments on them? Exactly. See, right now, the U.S. government is exactly. Yeah. Captain yeah. Neal, I got I got a list that somebody sent me here. It was from uh, the 19th of last month, and it had uh, nine of the major airlines on here, or ten, and had the amount of airplanes that were in service and the amount that were parked and the totals. Uh, American was showing at that time uh, 548 in service and 491 parked out of a total oh my of 1,039. And Delta had the worst amount. Actually, they uh, they had 343 in service and 570 parked. But the total of all of these airplanes, uh, the air, of, out of American, Delta, United, Southwest, Spirit, Frontier, Allegiant, Hawaiian, JetBlue, and Alaska, they had a total of uh, 4,073 airplanes, of which 2,017 were parked. Oh, wow. It's a lot of iron plus all the support equipment. And, Mike, that, that doesn't count for the European airlines and the Asian no, airlines no. that are flying nope. and parking their airplanes over there in their desert, wherever they are. It's right. just incredible the hard the the airplanes that are on mm -hmm. the ground. Mm -hmm. What I what I like about I mean I've always admired Southwest I think they're one of the best and smartest airlines out there but they're rotating their airplanes they're not letting them really fit because it's higher in the maintenance cost if it sits there for a while to get it back up and running so there yeah, well, you know, one goes on Monday one goes on Wednesday and so they're keeping those seven threes in the air. Yeah. You're probably right, Mark. I'm looking at the uh, what they they have a total of 741 airplanes, and they're 
they got only 165 parked, and they got 576 in service, which is pretty good. Yeah, this is of last four, month. Are the, are the max. Plus, they have $14 billion in cash on hand, Southwest. Oh, yeah. I know. They're so rich. It's, uh, ah. it's amazing. I think of the bailout yeah. money that we're giving them. All yeah, the airlines are getting that bailout money. But that bailout money has to be repaid. It's not a gift, you know. It's, no, no, uh, no. Not, not all of it. Not all of it. <laughs> not all of it? How much the percentage? Do you know? Somebody got a lot of ink on their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know who's running these airplanes? Who's who's uh, Chuck? What you got? Mechanics out here in Victorville, these desert airports, and do they go out and get in the airplane and crank them up once a month, or what's what's what are they doing? Plugging them and just mothballing them? Well, some of them they do. Um, when I got laid off at Eastern, there was about I guess about 20 or 30 mechanics that had obviously had their A&P license. They got uh, letters from um, two companies out. One was in Arizona and the other was in California. One of them was called Evergreen. That's the letter I got. Yeah. And uh, they asked me to come out there for an interview. And I called them and I asked them what, what, what did they want to do or what, what, and I said, are you asking me to work on your planes? He said, no. What we want you to do, since you have been, we've got a letter from Eastern Airlines, you are one of the people that are qualified to taxi and run up all the airplanes that Eastern had. I said, yeah, there's about, I don't know, about 20 of us that got qualified. And he says, yeah, we've, uh, we'd like you to come out, and all you have to do is take all the the pickling out of the out of the plane and, and make sure it's all serviced up run the plane up just like you would on a run-up uh, we have we have a run-up pads out here and he says and you taxi him around there's like a like a horse race track you taxi him around the, the track bring them back pickle them back up and the next day you'll pick up another airplane and i said really? what do you want us to do with the planes he says all I want you to do is just run the planes and write up the write-ups, and then we have we have other people that are, the other mechanics will fix some of the flight. All you guys are going to do is just taxi and run up airplanes. I said, huh. talk to my wife, and she said that isn't going to go over too well. So I didn't go, but a couple of guys did, and that's all I did. Yeah. Every day they would go out and run up one or two airplanes, huh. and uh, those huh. are the only two companies I know that that did it out there. I'm sure there's other companies in other places across the country that, uh, that oh. do it. I know Evergreen is hooked up with uh, Davis Monson. They're, I think they're back-to-back out there in the desert. So somebody's taking care of the planes because the bank's not going to let them sit there and just rot. You know, yeah. They're going to try to sell them off sooner or later yeah, because – and now there's so many good 767, 757, 777. I mean, Eastern really has its pick of the ones they want now. Is Does Delta fly the 757? Yeah. I, they I, I, thought they I thought they retired them. Yeah. 757, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they fly them. Yeah. They're okay, good guys. Maintenance too. Yeah, That's good discussion. That's some, yeah, that's some you guys, that's an amazing aircraft. We're gonna come on and do a whole hour of this uh, chit chat back and forth. This is a lot of fun, and uh, but uh, we're running out of time mm-hmm. here, so going to thank uh, uh, Rita Morelli from Boca Raton sent us a check and a donation. And um, Rita, if you're listening, we're going to put a a book in the mail for you, of uh, Wings of Many, and we thank you very much for uh, your donation. And Dorothy will get you on the uh, on the internet. And by the way, Dorothy is not feeling too well. Uh, Don, you want to oh. tell us about Dor- uh, Dorothy and about uh, her condition? Uh, well, she's just she's better than she was, 
but she's still got a scratchy throat and worse than yeah. Yeah. And I believe that other uh, the check and stuff is on on the internet already. Good, good, very good. But she's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Dorothy's yeah. okay, except uh, you're okay. recovering from the cold. Yeah, yeah just the cold okay. and not not a fever and not much okay. appetite. So. <laughs> well, send her my regards. I sure will. Well, uh, any news from the uh, Reaper guys? You want to well, say anything about them, Jim? Still, yeah, we're still going to have our uh, reunion till the end of August, and uh, we're making the plans for that. And, you know, we're going to have to look at what's going to happen in the future for Reaper. Uh, we're coming up on our 50th year next year. Reaper was formed yeah. in 1971. Wow. And we're going to be keeping that in mind, but uh, that remains to be seen what we're going to do. But we're having that reunion in Kennesaw up north of Atlanta and invite everybody to come. And Mike Scott, I keep telling him, uh, if he'd come, I'd buy him a couple of beers. Now I think I'd buy him a six-pack. Mike, come on down. <laughs> oh, by the way, Mike, you, we, you missed a real good fly-in day for you. I'm we sure I did. 30 airplanes and uh, get people were getting rides all over the place and we had a great lunch and then that night one of the guys over the taxiway had a big grill uh chicken salmon and oh man the food you wouldn't wow. believe it and i weighed this morning i weighed four pounds more than i did a week ago some of it was a beer i guess you know uh but uh we had a great time i invited mike to come down that's why i, I mentioned that but his airplane was opened up for annual and he couldn't make it that's a long way to come in a Waco anyhow, about 800 miles. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Take a lot of bugs out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah, if anybody right. wants to go on Facebook and go Seven Lakes Airport, if you go on Facebook and look at that, you know, we even, what some people thought we'd found Amelia Earhart because we had a Lockheed uh, 11 or 10, I can't ever get them straight. Uh, flying, giving rides, and it uh, belongs to Frank Hancock's grandson. Frank Hancock was an Eastern captain, and uh, belongs to Glenn Hancock, and he was giving rides in that electric. And boy, yeah. it was a bit loud, too, compared to the wow. old, you know, yeah. Cessna 150s and all yeah. that. But it, when yeah. it took off, it made a roar. But uh, we had a great so. time. We had a great time. We're going to talk about doing it in September again, too. I don't know. Okay, any other announcements before uh, Atlanta Tower uh, gives us uh, the landing clears? <laughs> okay, Atlanta Tower. Atlanta Tower, hey, this is Eastern 458. We got the airport in sight. If traffic permits, we'd like runway 27 right. Matter of fact, we're going to insist on it because we are regulars <laughs> here. Hey, Roger, <laughs> Eastern 458. We got you in sight. The wind is 260 at 10 knots. No reported traffic. You're clear to land 27 right. Is that you, Hop? Yes, Hop. It's Hop Harrington, guy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. We're coming on in. Here we come. <laughs> that's good. That's the way it should be done. Here.
waterways with your fishing and back to Captain Neil Holland. We play the sign off. Silver wings shining in the sunlight. Good night, Eastern family and friends from around the world, and good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are. We love you, Eastern. Now, all of us, when I count to three, one, two, three. Uh-huh. Good night, Eastern. Good night, Eastern. We love you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Great show. Thanks so much, guys. You really were great. It's really an interesting show tonight. Very good. Very good show. Thanks.